Hey, uh, so like an intro before we know our names here, like you go your name, I'll go my name. Just my name. Yeah, just your name. Like, and then and then we'll go the kind of the whys. Okay. Oh, got my back. Let's not talk about my back. I threw it out in the shower. Of course. There's no reason to be rude. Okay. We're just starting this thing. All right, all right. Okay, uh, my name's Jillian Mormont. <laughs> Good call. And mine is Maximilian Mormont. Yep, we're here to talk about uh, like the benefits and the challenges of working together, raising a family together, being married, and just living the life together. Yeah, that's, I'm, you know, exactly. We're here specifically together to tell everybody it's not really that hard, but it's super effing hard. <laughs> so um, we're going to go through this journey together. We're going to be real raw, and we're going to talk about our family, our business, um, our interactions, bedroom life, all life, Whoa. kids throwing up, you name it, we got it. We're going to talk about it. Yeah, you sort of stole my, my idea, but that's cool. Clap. You look at you like smile. You got so excited <laughs> I about it. I saw it coming and I was excited. My name is Maximilian oh Mormont. <laughs> Doing the intro. Okay. <laughs> Episode two. Who are you? Everyone, kn- stop being creepy. <laughs> Everyone knows who I am. <laughs> Hi, mom. <laughs> is, yeah. that, is that why? Because mom's on here? My cousin knows. Okay. Uh-huh. She's the only listener I have. <laughs> Fan number one. Okay. So we did our first podcast episode mm-hmm. and now we <coughs> decided to come up with like a bit of a format how's my volume good i think so yeah so far so good okay um so we came up with trying to talk about the four main aspects of our life yes agreed yeah our life everybody's life <laughs> kind of pretty much the whole the whole reason why we're kind of doing this thing yeah so we thought of our relationship, yep. which we try and always put on the forefront. doesn't always happen, but mm-hmm. it seems to be an important part of everything else. That's what they tell you. Um, and then from there, our family, and then business, because we're in that together. Um, and then training, which is what like started our whole adventure. So that's what we're going to maybe focus on, see how it works. And I think it's going to be important to kind of like we'll we'll move them around, but also to like touching on each topic, because for me, like just how those four parts are there, those are like the four parts of my life. And then like a daily interaction, I always think about not that I separate my life into quadrants, but when I'm interacting with you, I'm trying to think about like, ooh, who am I when I'm with her right now? And I, I always blur the line. You do better with it, but you're also a girl. That's why. Yeah. It's like compartmentalizing yeah, I do not. I, I want to start talking. I'm like, wake up, I'm pooping, and I'm already yelling about okay, work. Okay, we don't need to talk about pooping And then all the immediate, time. <laughs> immediately you're I like... I already get enough from my two small children. Well, they're boys. Yeah. Everybody likes poop. Okay. Um, so I think we should touch on uh, how, I don't know, like how we keep our relationship at least present and important in our lives. 
Well, they talk about like when I say they, like you read about relationships and things like that. And they always say uh, making time for each other, right? Making time for each other is super important. And um, I always think that it's hard for us, same thing with like hanging out with our community. It's hard for us considering that we're so much involved with them all the time or we're involved with each other all the time. So for me, having date night, sometimes it's like, well, I already had lunch with her. I already had breakfast with her. I already had dinner with her. Everyone was a date. I'm in love with her. I, I love it when I see her, you know? So it's like a, you're like, Ooh. but that's how I, that's how I see it in the sense of like throughout the day. Right. Yeah. And that's sometimes the problem. <laughs> so it's super the problem. Yeah. Um, so what do, what do we do when we actually need to take on a date night or like what's our... Well, to be, like, to be honest, we don't have many date nights. No, we don't. Because again, <laughs> right, one, right. one yeah, of our yeah. things that's fine. is that but, we hang out. But uh, I think it's just like especially after having kids. I think when before we had kids, it was like easy to be impromptu and be like, hey, let's shut off from, like, coach, trainer, gym, and go have dinner, you know? Go day drink or whatever. Mm -hmm. um, but that has not really happened since we had kids. No. Which is to be expected, you know? Um, but I think, like, the most important thing that I have found is just being honest with you and just saying, like, hey, I need you to stop treating me like you're employee which you like to say i am even though i am not your employee um correct <clears throat> or your coach or your athlete or whatever like just shut off all those roles and like you just gotta treat me like your wife for three hours a week you know i mean that's probably not even enough but like there has to be like if we're gonna compartmentalize all the rest of our day like there has to be some time where you're like putting me in that slot I and vice we, versa too. I think we do pretty good at that when we need to. And when like, it, I think we might wait too long. We probably should address it earlier, but I know that we immediately like, Hey man, out of nowhere, you'll be like, Oh, Hey, I need to take uh, this Friday. I'm going to drop my, my, uh, the kids off our kids at the, at one of the grandparents house and we're going to go out and eat or like, Hey, I have your mom coming over and she's going to watch Milo and Malcolm. And then we're going to go ahead and we're going to go out. So I know that we do that when it's like needed. I do think probably like most relationships, we probably should get ahead of that and be more for like a little bit more like preventive, preventative, Pre preventative. Yeah. yeah. And then not like, I'm also your spell checker. Not, Here we go. Not, Number five. I, don't I don't know. I don't know if you want to actually take credit for that. Cause I still smell like <laughs> you shit. Do. So, That's so, bad. Uh, so, Hey, but you see what, um, Donald Trump did the other day? He misspelled some shit so that way people would continuously talk about it and then keep right. I thought he it. just said Kansas City was in the wrong state or something. No, I'm pretty <laughs> sure he reposted something. Looked like a genius in my eyes. Uh, and that guy. Okay, so focus I don't here. Need to talk about <laughs> focus focusing on each other um, is kind of a, a hard topic for relationships. But I, you know, the other part of that me that gets me is that. We see each other every day. We train together. We train around each other. We hang out with the kids together. We go out and eat multiple meals. And and those people that don't have that part of their relationship, they don't, you know, let's say they work separate. They have uh, somebody taking care of the kids. They're not around each other all the time. It's weird to me that they can't find the time for that. Like they they themselves can't can't think about like, hey, you know what? I haven't seen my kids for four hours, or I haven't seen my wife for four or eight hours why why is that such a hard thing for people 
to be like, you know, at least we're, we're honest about it. We, we understand it. And yet we still hang out and see each other all the time. So those people that don't, you would think that they'd be excited to try to make those type of times together. Yeah. I mean, I guess like in a way it's a blessing that we are with each other all the time. (laughs) (laughs) When you said that you were, (laughs) (laughs) but, um, I mean, yeah, you're right. But I think like alone time is also important. And I think like somebody who's in the opposite situation of us who like works 10 hours a day away from their family, they want to come home and just like not not (laughs) talk to anybody. Totally. You know, yeah. I mean, and like us being lazy too about being together all the time. We use that kind of an excuse. Oh, we're always together, so you know, whatever, whatever. Yeah. But cool. Um, when uh, I don't feel like we really solved that problem, but where's my clock? We touched yeah. on it at least. Yeah, <laughs> I, I mean, I don't think I don't think we're ever gonna solve any problems. I mean, do no. you think you think any relationship or any like? I do think like a good way that we like have kept our relationship in the forefront of of like what we're trying to accomplish in life is like by at least creating like special moments, you know, like, um, like things that are going to be like big memorial landmarks, like how you proposed to me like that, like that's going to be something that like can, we can always reflect back on and be like, Hey, that was like a cool way that we blended everything together, but we still made it about our relationship. Um, yeah, that's, so I think that's, like, at least something that we do that's, like, we're able to sort of, like, use everything <clears throat> but still create, like, a relationship moment. Uh, you think that's probably, too, because our relationship was kind of built around, like, traveling together, hanging out yeah. together, yeah. kind of doing that same thing? Yeah. So, so for us, then, we could say that, you know, we should just make sure that maybe at the beginning of the month we start scheduling time together to ha- have those date nights or just start making making a set set date night which would probably be impossible with both of our schedules. Yeah. But, you know, it would have to actually probably be more more from changing around. And then what would be something else we could do to to benefit that? I don't know. Well, you said it already. You said you should, you know, maybe being more honest about making sure that I I cut off some time. Oh, and, yeah. I mean, you have to like fill in that role. So oh, my voice is like disappearing, guys. This thing stresses me out. This <laughs> <laughs> why do you keep looking over? There you do. Like all I see is your voice. Absolutely. Okay, so I think let's talk about like a fun well, let's talk about how you proposed to me since I already brought it up. <clears throat> um that's a fun like like family relationship topic. And yeah. I don't think a lot of people know about it. Um, I, I think too, let's, let's take it even further back. Let's, let's talk about our dating. When we first started dating, I know last time we talked about how we met and how we fell in love and things like that. But I, I always think about when we were dating, how we already like immediately started kind of training together. We started liking the same things. That was something that I felt like when we were coming across each other and kind of hanging out together, we immediately kind of gravitated to each other in that yeah. sense. Um, you recall anything else like when we were dating that, that was kind of drawing you into the relationship or like what parts of the, the dating part of what we did? Cause we didn't party. We didn't go out and like Uh-oh. get shit faced drunk and things like that all the time. We had like a, a wild summer <laughs> when I turned 21. <laughs> Every and I was once like, in a while. Okay. Right. And then we had like, concerts but we were we already in were we already married by that time no we did like our concert the con- series the concert series yeah right? started what was off with foster the people down right. in like 
Solana Beach, and we yeah. did olive oil tasting. Remember? And I was like, "What is this shit?" <laughs> we did, <laughs> we did one, uh, <clears throat> one was it one concert a month for like almost a year and a half, yeah. or something like that. And that's how we saw Dirty Heads so many times. Mm-hmm. But even though, like, thankfully, I introduced us. To there was that. even there was even a trip. <laughs> there was a trip where we went to uh, Reno. Yeah, we saw Dirty Heads and. 311. And you had a full-on first first ever fear and loathing uh, experience well, in there where I like yeah. locked, locked the door and we stayed in our room for a while. Oh, we're just going to get that it out was, there. Huh? It was good. Well, I was thinking about who knows how we locked ourselves in there, what was happening. But, <laughs> yeah. Um, and then, so, but that was near the end of, like, closer to getting actually engaged, right? Yeah. But we saw a bunch, like, we used the fair, honestly, to see a ton of concerts, because I feel like that was just, like, happening. <laughs> that all we did is a lot of concerts together. I feel like we went places, too, right? We traveled yeah. together. Yeah. Um, we ate out a lot. Vid- uh, movies? Movies? No, movie? we weren't movie goers. Eh, eh, not much movie couples. No, we yeah. went to, like, Fullerton and, you know. Walked around. Yeah, and you always tried to hold my hand, and I was like, your hands are giant. And it's like... You always try to do like the double finger and like it's so awkward. I, I, just, I, I like remember wanting to be a closed hand one holder and you there, were like, let's be. There's a- not a lot of stuff in our relationship, baby, that you're not good at, right? And if I were to think of something. You're saying that- I'm not a good hand holder? <laughs> Your hands are like sausages. And you were like, you would shove them in between my fingers and I'd be like, this is horribly uncomfortable. Let's just do the closed Well, hand. And you have like that long, like one of us has a longer arm than the other. So then, like, one of us has to sit, like, if they're holding a handbag. So you guys just... were not big hand holders, <laughs> as you can tell. <laughs> we gave up on that early. No, I hold your hand all the time. And then I'm... you, like, go, like, Ugh, and you pull it away. I don't hate you. Why do you make it sound <laughs> like I hate you? But, you know, I, I also do feel like my fingers are pretty big. They're so huge. And it's uncomfortable. You could We could do, like, the sideways hand hold. Okay, so hand holding was a problem. Yeah. Um, engagement. Engagement. We got engaged. Uh, we talking got about engaged. it. Yeah, we got engaged. That was a good one. Classic. At American Open, I yeah. remember like I was very focused on qualifying for nationals. This was like what year was this? 2012, right? Probably. Yeah, because we got married in 2013. So it was like December of 2012, and I was I had to like make my last clean and jerk because I missed my second one on like a press out or some bullshit. So I had to make my last one. And that was like qualify me by one kilo, and um, I made it. <laughs> Chris, Uh-oh. Chris Warden, where, where did your thumbnail go? Chris Warden, getting damn, a shout out. Damn you! Um, and I made it, and then I was very excited, and then you like changed into your singlet while I was going and like came out on the platform. Well, no, no. The problem was is no, that... No, you changed into your singlet yeah. and you proposed to me in a singlet. And then, I know, like, that was fine, you know? No, I mean? the problem was is that most people I talked to, they yeah. all said how it's very important how a lot of ladies like to be, like, prepared in some way, like, dressed up. And right. it was, there was a lot of talk about how it should be an equal environment when I propose, like we should be in the same setting. And so the only thing that I could come up with oh, there we go. was to actually wear um, a uh, yeah, singlet like, oh. while you. What about me is like, what about me says like I was going to be so offended if you were in sweats. And stuff. It was more more about my dream engagement. Look at young Nathan. Uh, it's more about my dream engagement 
And, uh, right, you're doing And so it. then I wanted to follow the engagement rules. Anyways, though, it was like a real, um, it was real cool. Even though, so you came out on the platform and proposed. <laughs> you didn't play on that? And proposed. And then I said yes. Newsflash, shocker. Um, oh, God, look at that snatch, though. It's so light, but it looks nice. That mole, Milo's got that mole too on his he forehead. He does not have a mole. He has it on here. It's not a mole. He hasn't fallen off yet. He's four years old. Not a mole. Just putting it out there. That was the best one. And we both met in a gym at, um, back in the day. She was front pretty, desk manager. I was pretty crazy. Have you? When was the last time you watched that? Didn't Chris post it like not too long ago? No, I didn't see it. I feel like he did like a, a throwback. Oh no, I, I didn't. Guys, this was 77. Yes, 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 yes. I always got red lighted for that step through. That step through. That step through gave me the press out every time. And then if you're a coach out there, just start yelling yes, 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 like it's a good lift. That was a good lift. And most of the time they won't take it away. So that's how that's how you get away with that. You can just start yelling yes, great job. And most of the judges will give you give you love for it. American Open. And has the no warm up area. I haven't gotten any permission from anybody. Classic. But we are going to uh, just propose USA to me after her third lift. Getting sucked into um, this thing. Remember, nervous, people were like mad about it because um, we stopped the platform for like <laughs> two <laughs> minutes. <laughs> and I was like, guys, we're in the B session. Calm down. Everybody calm down. Hey, 77. I told you. I remember that. I don't really know what that means. Yeah, yeah. You were always in A session after I got it. back to the beginning. I didn't. I didn't have that on my card. I feel like Jess was at this meet, and she like knew about it too. This is. I, are they having to? Oh God, that shimmy! Oh, I don't know what I used to do. It was like such a shimmy setup. It's pretty good though. Yeah, for nationals, because this was Americans. Yeah, it was in Palm Springs. I mean, he came from 105 pounds, bro. I mean. Yeah. What's your body weight at this point? Well. 138 this morning. Yep. Yep. No, yep, I missed. Like, yep. Oh, one. Look at, I got my singlet on. I got my singlet on. I remember you looking at me. I didn't even know. I, I remember you kind of looking at me like, what the fuck you doing with the singlet on? <laughs> so ridiculous. And people were so mad. They were like, you're slowing down the platform. Right, we can turn this off. Right, that was pretty good. Yep, that was pretty good. Uh, so that was like a combo of both, right? So our life. Um, that's pretty much how we do it. Yeah. Um, that's. I think. I think that keeps it exciting. And I again, I I did that engagement because I wanted to do something that kind of drew us together. And I would say that when we were dating, the weightlifting and the training kind of brought us together. And that was kind of like the fitness was kind of a even ground. Yeah. And then the the training together for you for Americans and nationals and me for like the trials and stuff was kind of our even ground. And then starting to coach each other. Yeah. Was kind well, of you a, always coached me because I like sought that out. Well, I mean, I didn't really seek it out, but <clears throat> it just happened naturally because you were already involved in the sport. And then 
Oh, I'm also a pretty damn good coach. Right, yeah. At the lifts, too. Of course. Not that good of a lifter, but I'm really good. My technique is much better than yours, but you're much stronger. But I was also your coach, so your technique should be better. Yeah. So I guess. (laughs) I mean, yeah, you guys, you guys can tell me otherwise, but um, and uh, so dating, engagement, yeah. And then what's something I didn't know when we got engaged that at that moment on that platform that we would already been dating seven years, right? Well, yeah, like seven, a long seven, time. Seven, eight years. Yeah. And then I assumed that I had another like three to four years before we got married. What? No. I literally thought you that. You just in, thought we were going to be engaged. Uh, yeah, I, really I do thought, remember that. You I were really like, thought, you're like, I'm all up for a long engagement. I was like, yeah, like six, eight months. Which, yeah. And you were like, hey, everybody gets married after a year of engagement. And yeah. So then we had started planning our wedding. Well, yeah, we were going to wait until like October, so like almost a year. But then the brewery was like, hey, you can get a discount if you come in June. And we're like, boom, done. (laughs) Done. Here we come. Here we come. (laughs) Uh, I lost uh, CrossFit football, too, while we were in China. And we we weren't engaged yet either, were we? We were dating. No, because we were engaged when we started working here. We were dating. Yeah, so we were dating in another country. Yeah, that was wild. Everything got shut off. I was accused of embezzling. No money, no phones. Well, we were in China for weightlifting. No, nothing, nothing. Yeah. And then I'm out there with my girlfriend, lost everything. And I remember in my mind at that moment, like, fuck, man, if I can get through this and we can get through this together, yeah, then this would be something that, that'd be pretty amazing. And that was that, that was, was real a, rough. Yeah, that was right. Like, yeah. especially dating. I think it would have been different too if we were our. I don't know. I was thinking about that the other day. Like, if we had been married yeah. already, if it would have been better or worse, I, I think it, like that would have taken a real big toll on a marriage. Where For like sure. like dating, we like, I mean, you obviously have a choice when you're married too. But like, we were like every day like choosing. Okay, I'm I'm gonna stay and support you through this. You know, so like maybe it was better that we were dating. <clears throat> I don't know because you could have left, right? You could have. I could have because when I had nothing, too. when I had absolutely nothing, and yeah. then you had nothing too because you were in in it with me. Yeah. And then we built it all back. I had my mean bartending skills though, <laughs> <laughs> and not like these kind of bartending skills, uh, like these kind of bartending. A little bit of both. A little bit of both. Yeah. So I mean, and you had surgery, like you had surgery scheduled for when we came back, mm-hmm. and so. And we went through surgery together. Yeah, you still, even though you said I was a terrible support system during surgery. It was a little rough. I mean, you're not the best sleeper and like, you're not really like empathetic either. I'm not empathetic. So, I I mean, at some point I think you said, get up, (laughs) clean yourself off. (laughs) And you also saw me take uh, Ambien, Flexerol, Vicodin. And what was the other thing they prescribed me? Norco. Norco. Yeah, they, they, they prescribed me like four or five things. And then I was like wide awake playing video games. Yeah. And then that's when you were like, your superpowers is to take pills. Yeah, dude. I don't know. But that uh, was that was a lot. Yeah. The China man, thing. Man, what a rough. 2009. 2009 yeah. was the year that made us. The China thing was Holy rough. Shit. Well, and, and I feel like bad calling it the China thing. Especially, <laughs> What's going on with, today's, right with now. today's climate? Yeah. I would say like um, all of your past endeavors in terms of like CrossFit um like your previous crossfit gym and then crossfit football which like we never talked about ever like like i remember you being like hey what do you think like should we should we like get our side of the story out or should we just move on with our lives and at that time i mean i I don't know i've never been a big like like fight the good fight person 
Um, I was just like, well, I mean, <laughs> are we going to win? <laughs> let's, I should have fought the fight. Let's That's move the only, on. You I know? don't really regret a lot of things in my life, but I regret that. I regret not getting my story out. I regret not yeah. talking about it more. But the problem with that was with the whole LLC and with John taking it under his name and them tricking me not to put my name on it and CrossFit not allowing it to happen that way too, I would have had to sue CrossFit. And my love, my life, everything that I that I do still to this date revolves around CrossFit. You know, Because yeah. CrossFit <laughs> saved me in 2004 when I was getting kicked out of gyms. And they were like the first like group that said, hey man, you're on the right path. This is this is the place for you. This is home. Yeah. You know, I've been ran, I was ran out of four gyms at that fucking point. Well, to be honest, like CrossFit is how we got together too. Yeah. I mean, because we were both working at the Knox, and you were doing crazy CrossFit workouts. I mean, not I'm not saying that CrossFit workouts are crazy. I'm saying the way Max does CrossFit workouts is crazy. You know, and like. I was just like, oh, okay. Well, I, now there's a lot of kids like that. Yeah, I mean, there's a but lot. At, but but at the looked, time, there it wasn't. Looked yeah. fun. And so that's <laughs> yeah, how totally. I was like, okay. Totally. And that's and probably I, to a fault as a weightlifter. I shouldn't have done it as much. Yes. I think the whole CrossFit topic, like, uh, that's a whole another thing. Because I do feel like a lot of people get rubbed the wrong way when people talk about CrossFit as like a fitness professional. And I know that that's what you are and what I am. But I think that the way that we use it and the way we use it with general population, special populations, athletes, um, which I guess is a special population, but athletes, pregnant women, um, elderly, injured, rehab, prehab, like I think that we do a good job. And I've learned a lot of that, probably most of that from you um, in applying like the CrossFit methodology in a smart approach to so many different populations so we can get in i mean i just missed well i think i think <laughs> so you say I, I think that's like a good like i think too, put you that on the calendar you, you, know? you say you say like you learned it from me but i think you really actually learned it from the way i facilitate all of us to learn because the way we learn is very specific we we learn by training around each other you guys learn from coaching me so you if if at the time I'm the, the best or the smartest or whatever, whatever, I'm bringing those that are better than me and smarter than me around me to actually teach me, right? And yeah. then you guys start developing and then you start coaching me, you start actually teaching me and you start learning from me and I start learning from you. Yeah, it's a cool dynamic too. Like when we had like that one thirty time, which like we used to be invited to until I had a baby and then this became boys hour. But that's fine. Finally. I'm not bitter about it. <laughs> I know I could come back. You know, like, but I I've think, always liked the rascals. I think it's like a cool dynamic of like how um, like how we, we do learn from each other. And like it's like Nathan posted that the other day. Like like what was his quote? Rising tides raise all ships. You know, mm -hmm. like like we're all getting better together. Um, well, that's how it's we coach been a too. Cool, Right. It's always been a cool like way. Yeah. Do you feel like that's how we coach in our environment too? I feel like we we coach out loud and then we're open to interact with each other. Like yeah. do you feel like it would be impossible to come and ask me how I why I did something or disagree with something that I did? No. No. Right? And I would hope that like if I asked Steven or Wes or those guys, they would tell me the same thing. Yeah, I think everyone's got a pretty open line of communication. Yeah, I mean But I mean like Let's talk about you and me coaching each other. And, like, that was one thing that I was very uh, insecure about, um, like, when I first started it. Because I was coaching you. I mean, technically, I'm a higher-level coach. Than no, it's not technically. It's actually 100%. <laughs> it's not, but, like, that's because... It's not technically. You're actually ranked much higher than me That's because I had a higher-level <laughs> athlete underneath me. Um, that but is like, correct. 
But I remember like you being like, hey, come coach me here at Americans or Arnold's or um, even when you got to Masters Worlds. Um, like I was just like, I don't, I don't know what I'm doing. You know, I can count cards, thankfully. But um, that was a cool way of like learning how to coach in a different environment. And always like you, you just respecting it and like being like, okay, this is what I'm going to do. I asked you to be here as my coach, um, and I'm going to I'm gonna allow you to take on that role, and I'm going to be the athlete right now and let you be the coach, um, <clears throat> which I thought was, like, a, a, a cool way to learn how to coach without, like, learning, you know, like, without, like, studying a book or, like, YouTube degreeing it or whatever. Like, it was very hands-on. I'm a, I'm a big believer in, like, trying like trial and error like i always say that if i could call you know i've been i've been coaching now for 20 years if i could call back those people that i coached the first yeah. five years i mean i was a pretty damn good coach then too because not much has changed like the way i approach certain things has but the basic of what i've learned in that first five years is so amazing that it still lasted 20 years you know yeah but like you've told me that so many times like hey i wish i could call back somebody and tell them like we should not have been doing that <laughs> hey man by the way but i do i do like how just like learning how to sell just like learning how to talk to somebody just like learning how to coach somebody you have to actually try it have errors and then be like oh fuck take that home with you and then fix it. Cause I feel like a lot of people don't do that too. Right. Like even going back to our original topic about our relationship, if, if we don't, if we don't adhere to each other and then we start talking to each other and then you tell me, Hey man, can you, can, can you take yourself away when we talk about these things? Like don't, don't bleed that line. And then I continuously do that. That's going to be a problem. Yeah. At some point I got to take that away and be like, Oh, Hey mental. No, I got to try not to do that. You know? And yeah. I, and I feel like unless you get, like actual practice, right? So just like practicing in a relationship, practicing fucking up your relationship, practicing saying sorry. Yeah, because we've had some, we've had some rough times, you and me, where we're like we just have not been able to like I call it growing, <laughs> right? <laughs> growing. We have not been able to like find a way to communicate to each other, and like I always say, like I'm a terrible communicator, and I think that that's true. Like in business, I could be much better at communicating, like what I need from people who I work with, uh, what I need from you as my, you know, general manager, we'll say as my uh, partner in crime, like uh, things like that. And then like even communicating with my kids, like I definitely am always trying to learn how to find better ways to communicate. Um, and so I think like <clears throat> we say we're bad at communicating, but at least we're putting in the effort to like, like we we try something and then we're like oh shit that got real bad so we take a break and then we like re come we come back to it and be like okay let's try it this way you know like it didn't work in this path or in this compartment but maybe we can talk about it over here as like these roles with each other i i think that's what i most people don't don't do well I, they're not willing to like have the hard talks or having like something blow up on them and then having to like backtrack and realize, okay, Hey, I should have done it differently. And, and I, I would say that I see that all the time in, in like, even, 
even communicating for exercising, communicating to yeah, a coach, right? That's a like, big one. like asking a coach, Hey man, I need help with my diet. Hey man, I need help with rolling out. Hey man, I need this. And then all of a sudden you take your time and effort to give them that and they do shit with it. Well, it's like emotional, but you yeah. got to move on from it. Right. You have to kind of be like, Oh, it is I what was, it is. I was listening to this other dude talk the other day and he, he like <clears throat> is a personal trainer for years, kind of like the same kind of background as you. Um, and he was like, everything in my being every day is like, I want to change this person's life. Like I'm here, wake up at 4.30 in the morning, you know, to like change this person's life. I put in all my effort, spend hours on their program, hours on their diet. Like, and then like by the end of the day, I'm like, fuck dude, just good. They show up <laughs> yesterday. And so it's like, you, you gotta like understand, like you're, you gotta shoot to win, but like be happy when you at least just make an impact, you know? Yesterday I picked up gum picked up yeah. poop poop well uh, and had a hard conversation with an poop. individual not, yeah not human shit. yeah i've picked up human shit right? out of our parking right? lot so so poop gum and got a got a mean email from someone online and i got all that on a tuesday <laughs> tuesday that was my tuesday like guys yeah i got a degree leave me alone yeah leave me alone um and then when you think of like coaching me, right? And you were saying, um, I just let you coach me. I, I feel well, like... Well, you let anybody coach you. Yeah. Which is wild, yeah. you know? Because like, like everybody in our arena is very like... <laughs> is very much like, um, like you know, like they want to be coached by like a very specific person or a specific personality or like a you, like specific programmer. And you're just like, hey, you come sit here, see what my feet do, you know? Like, so you almost like coach yourself through other people sometimes too. I also think too, like the, and I don't want to, and I guess the wrong word is the dumb or the youngest or the most ignorant, the most ignorant. <laughs> All those like, are terrible right? Like, But the, the most novice of the coach is sometimes the best of the coach because they're not yeah. over analytical. They're not coming up with something that they've heard of something else. They're just raw and they just tell you a real like fucking almost stupid were you like, always, answer. Were you always like that though? Because I know now it makes sense because you have like a pretty vast knowledge, a base of knowledge of like what you need to do for programming, what you need to do for like if there's something wrong and you can identify it, you can most likely fix it. Not that you're competing in weightlifting anymore, but like when you were, you know? <clears throat> Like, were you always like that? Or, like, when you were younger in your training, were you, like, not as open to everybody's feedback? I always gathered I always gathered people around me to, to help me. And I think that has a lot to do with my dyslexia and knowing that I can't spell. Knowing <laughs> knowing that I'm going to need... Just get that out there. I'm gonna, knowing that I'm going to need help. I'm not shy <laughs> to be like, yo, yo, hey, I, I'm not a good speller. Come on over here. Let's all get together and help me with this yeah, spelling. Yeah, dude, there's, like, so many times... This is totally off topic. So many times we're just sitting around at home and you're like, presents. <laughs> or, like collateral and i was like do you need me to spell that like yeah, normally when i yell out loud like that you just yell word, out I'm a word I want instead of being it. like oh jillian can you please spell collateral seems long. for me i think we could like really cut down on that <laughs> so now i just act like i don't know what you need some days i'm like i don't know what he needs <laughs> omaha but, now, yeah. omaha. but um <laughs> so Man. So yeah, I do end up just yelling words out loud. But yeah, I've always been pretty open to it. I'm also very, I, I also feel like if if I'm someone who has to tell people what to do every day of their life, whether it's in business, in fitness, in like 
anything that I'm telling people to do that I have to be receptive to hearing them too, right? Not necessarily the person I'm telling to, but I too have to be willing to take on criticism from somebody else. And if I don't have that, I will seek it out because I like to work on stuff, you know me, and I like to educate myself. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> you know, I seek, I seek that kind of knowledge. I seek that kind of education. Um, I really, I really dig that type of stuff. Yeah. Well, it's good. I mean, it's, I mean, it was a, it's a cool way to learn for sure. And I think that like you've developed like a pretty, uh, cool culture of coaches here, like past, present, I'm sure those to come too. Um, and I always like appreciated like the respect you had for me in the coaching role. And I mean, I was a nobody, you know, I literally coached you and like, then I've coached people that have come through our gym that wanted to do weightlifting, but it's not like I was like a high level coach, but you put me on a high level and you were like, yeah, go for it. I remember, I mean, I did make some mistakes along the way, you know, but, but, um, you know, I learned from, well, I mean, we got, we ended up getting almost like, I want to say five, five or six kids that I can think of offhand that were just general population kids came off the street in their twenties started working out and then four years later we're able to qualify for americans or nationals yeah. fairly easy and pr probably sooner like two years but being pretty competitive getting out there and not necessarily all of them were doing an olympics weightlifting specific yeah, program that's a whole other topic right that's so like and I, but i but i feel like that's more so why are you all hot on these topics it's like my bandwidth girl i feel uh, but i stop <laughs> using the word bandwidth like every other sentence is like, I don't have the bandwidth for this or you don't have enough bandwidth. I'm like, I get it, dude. But if, uh, if we could talk about specifically the development of all these kids around us and I think of like the people that have gone through and specifically coaches that have been around me and learned from me, I might not have been the most impactful one of like knowledge or how they're programming now or giving me like claim or anything like that. But I can actually reach out and think of like a, a family tree and I can see a lot of really high level coaches throughout the world that came and like touched me, learned from me. And um, that to me, it really inspires me to keep going. You know, that's yeah. that's really why I want, you know, do a podcast with you. Uh, that's really why I want to talk more about what I do, what, I, you know, what we do as a family, what we do as a gym, um, everything. Yeah, I everything. think we do cool stuff with our gym. Yeah, I think we do and cool I stuff with our gym and our family and each other. <laughs> I definitely am on like a more micro level where like I don't I've never like sought out the like um, like the widespread impact of people. Like I've never been like, hey, I'm going to become this like person that gets her information out. Um, I was thinking about that, too, like how like being an influencer is like cliche now, you know, even though probably like three years ago it was cool. But I do think like the difference between what like what you're doing and like what a lot of reputable people in the fitness industry are doing, like um, and not necessarily being an influencer. They're just like they're just a person who has like expert level knowledge that wants to share it with people. Like it's it's different than like somebody saying they're an influencer and they're just taking like, oh, look at me. I'm taking a cool picture in a sports bra and now I'm a worker outer, you know, like. And I think it's like just like the CrossFit topic, it becomes like really um, it becomes like hard to like differ, like differentiate between the two. Um, <clears throat> and that's like what turned me off of it. So, I mean, I think it's cool that you're like trying to like get your knowledge out there because 
you at least know you're not like a cliche influencer. You're more on like a, hey, I have actual expert knowledge, like, and I want to share it with people. Where me, I'm like more of like, I want to be able to like, uh, like touch base, communicate, help and change everybody inside of my own building. You know, like the 300 people I see daily. Mm. Well, not daily. They're not all great at coming every day. <laughs> but it's fine. Like everybody who comes through the doors of CrossFit hosting me. So like that's more my focus. And so like when you first started doing everything online, I w- was pretty honest about that. I was like, hey, I know it. Like we could both do it, but I, it's just not my strength. And I'd rather just support you in that and then still focus on like who I see every day. <clears throat> yeah, I personally didn't really like it either. I don't really like the one. I didn't really want to get my knowledge out there because I was scared that someone was going to misunderstand it and then use it, use it and then say, oh, hey, I screwed up these 12,000 people and it's all because I learned the max fit system or everything. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And then the other thing was, um, I was concerned about, uh, also to just constantly having to get out there and fight the good fight. And just like how I do here for, for my members, the ones that, you know, are love me, pay me or like part of my family. Like I fight the good fight for them because they're my family. And so out there in the fitness world, I didn't really know that I wanted to fight the fight. And then as as I kind of went along with this, I started realizing that I got into managing not because I wanted to manage and not because I wanted to tell people what to do. Surprise, surprise. I got into it because I wanted to be able to educate coaches to be coaches. Right. And then each coach would have 10 to 20 clients. So there in turn, I was actually coaching 200 people. And that's actually what brought me into wanting to do CrossFit boxes in gyms and that's why I help out gyms throughout the United States specifically because each box has 50 to 300 people and then now that allows me to help out 1500 people and so then I was at a point where that that number that bandwidth is only about a thousand to two thousand people that I can really really help out and like you know without getting a staff and all this other stuff and so then you know people around us started getting online and they poked the bear enough and here we are now just churning Churning. Yeah. Grinding is what the kids say. I'm just going to say, though, it's important to have people like at the home base taking care of the 300 people that we started with. Absolutely. That's where I come in. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. And then also like part of me podcast uh, sponsoring their, their podcast room for us. Right. And letting us take it over. Well, yeah. technically the room is ours. The stuff That's is fine. theirs. Yeah. There's a, there's a, there's squatter problems, but it is what it is. I mean, they're not here right now. It's so <laughs> <that's> cool. <laughs> Uh, all right, man. That was a good little little sesh. Yeah. Are we uh, gonna do our training training tip or what? Oh yeah, shit. There's one more. Yeah. Well, I think oh. there's a lot of shit to talk about. Yeah. But I think it'd be fun to like talk actually about training and see if I mean if one people care or are interested in it. So this is a big one. But how about that lion though? That lion's good yeah, sideways nice. like that. So here's our boy, Christian Lucero. Your boy. No, I heard you call him your best friend there's, yesterday. There's no, there's no True way. True story. I there's wish, no way I said that. I wish there's that no, I, had. I cannot fucking believe you just <laughs> said that out loud. This is a private conversation, Jillian, and now five people know. Five people know. I wish that I filmed it. I was. The like, sad oh, thing is, he probably, he probably doesn't feel the same way. <laughs> no, he's like, oh god, he did the same guy. thing you did. All right, all right. So it's it's my boy, my favorite friend. Yeah. Uh, Christian Lucero. So, um, let's watch it, yeah. Well, we missed the poll, but... We'll watch it again. 
a nice jerk. He must he must work with Maximilian Mormont. Stop it, Mormont. Yeah, that's about right. <laughs> that's about right too. <laughs> okay, well this is a tough <coughs> tough video because this is about something else. Well, no, no. Okay, so the poll. Let's go back to that, Mikey. Please, please. So All the right. big question, like that comes, up, I've always heard people ask, like, like, can you fix my pull because I'm not getting into the right or position? Or just kill the sound, kill the sound, and you just keep it on a loop. Like, can you fix my pull? Like, am I getting extension, triple extension? Like, is my butt up? Is it? And like, the clean, I think, is easier to fix than the snatch. Yeah, that's really why I picked this one because if you look at his pull. Like his pull is pretty good and he pulls it really well off the ground. He connects well with it real tight. It's not too ropey. Stays straight line. It comes back. He's got a good turnover, good elbows. And then you see his squat right there. He has to fight his squat. And to me, it's like, like if I put straps on this kid or I tell him to do a clean pull, how much do you think this kid can clean pull? Clean pull? Yeah. Uh, Low clean pull. It doesn't even have to be high. Oh, like what's his deadlift? To his belly button. What do you think? Like 500 pounds, 450? No, I think he's going to... 405, no problem. I think no he's going to clean pull 500. Right? Okay, so what's the likelihood of this kid actually cleaning 500 pounds in his lifetime? Like zero. <laughs> no offense, Christian. <laughs> okay, so so then that's where that's where my... I'll give him 400 pounds. That's where... No, that's where my... Yeah, probably, if he gets a little bigger. But uh, that's where my um, my... my 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 battle with the pole comes into play. Like I I don't I get that the pole is a very technical aspect, and I understand that like to be a high level weightlifter, you have to learn how to pull. Yeah, you got to position yourself correctly, and you got to hit all your right spots on your pole for sure. But most people, they're gonna lose their lift where in the squat. In the and squat. this is gonna happen in the clean or the snatch. It's more prevalent in the snatch, but in the clean too. Like that front rack position is almost impossible for everybody, and then they start, you know. I mean, males at least. Um, so I do think like people always want to train that pull or talk about the pull and no one ever wants to be like, hey, just go do a four position front squat or a tempo front squat. That's like the one cool thing that like um, homeboy did, Chad Vaughn. Like that was yeah. his thing, like the, the yeah. tempo, like 10 yes. second hold in the bottom of the overhead squat. Like pause squat. Like that was like, like that, yeah. a big thing that like he started talking about, which I'll, I'll commend him on that. He's super high level, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so he, I would assume, is of the like-mindedness that like the squat is really where, where you're either gonna save it, make it, or lose it. In yeah, the he talks about the pull a lot. In too. the squat, <laughs> he does. Yeah, he but does. even like Jean Ping, like with the little panda pulls, like yeah. the pull is great for like accessory work and developing strength and developing confidence. But I do think in terms of like making or missing a lift. It's going to be where you receive it in the squat. <clears throat> I also think it's funny how like the the front squat, right? The front squat elbows ha- has to stay up yeah. in order for you to go. And that rotation in the shoulder is something that you need for this overhead squat, right? The same rotation in the shoulder applies where a lot of people think that it's a backwards motion. And I think if a lot of coaches were to talk more about like front squat rotation of the shoulder and then uh, shoulder rotation in the squat, yeah. not actually pushing up on the traps or pulling back like the shit that you hear, yeah. you would see more of a better development of the overhead squat. Even the jerk is the same position, you know? Yeah. Like it's how to set your shoulder where it's stable, not where it's active necessarily. 
And I, I think a lot of a lot of people don't <laughs> want to <laughs> don't want to talk about the the actual squat position. Mikey, can you get us another? Um, well, I think too, like a lot of, or maybe the, mine. Yeah, a lot go. of the like lat flexibility and tricep flexibility that comes into both too. <clears throat> so like mine, I feel like it's too, a really long setup. Though. I I no, I'll get to it in like thirty seconds. Well, I'm gonna you, chalk so and then like I walk right to you're it. You're like a perfect example of squat versus pull because your pull has never been great. But your squat is real strong. Like you pull it and it crash. I've seen four hundred pounds just crash on you. Like, well, my best my best front squat was five fifty. Right, at one that's point. what I'm saying. So like, yeah. if your squat is strong, you're gonna have one shitty technique with a big squat. You're gonna be able to like figure that out. Yeah, because you even pull like I remember you always used to pull with your butt up a little bit. Like, yeah, here I think here my butt shoots up a little bit. I don't keep it down. Oh, oh, no, there you go. That's pretty good for you. That's still pretty high, though. It makes you swing it, right? And then you want a no part of this jerk. No, man. Oh, goodbye. No. <laughs> no like, I looked at it. Watch watch this walk away. Watch away. I, I get sad right here. I lock it, and then I walk away. But look, I look back at it. I look back, for sure. Like, you son of a bitch. Yeah, that's how you always oh, do it. Son of a bitch. But um, the, the pull to me is always something where you can work on it, and it should be developed. But the squat is something that is needed. Right. Yeah. Like that you develop the pull because I mean, I can get anybody, any, anybody off the street and I can almost make them deadlift twice or three times what they can front squat or overhead squat. Yeah. Easily. Right. So that's a, <laughs> that's a, that's a huge problem in the sense of limb to torso development. That's a huge problem of actually developing your torso. And maybe that's probably the, the issue as well is that most people don't want to, to talk to people about, Hey, we got to develop your torso. Is that it? Why do you have to make things sound creepy? Well, because I feel <laughs> like no wonder they don't want to do it with that voice. Gosh. I just feel like nobody wants to develop their traps or their torso. And when I was when I was developing as an athlete, the only thing I wanted was traps, torso, and then like bread, bread yeah, loaves, the bread loaves, lower <laughs> back, bread back. loaves. Yeah, that's the only thing I ever wanted. Uh, yeah. Well, I mean, we don't have to like beat it, but I do think that. That's a fun one to talk about. I think a lot of coaches have like one philosophy or the other, but you and I have always been in agreement. And maybe it's because we work with like general population people on a really um, frequent basis. Obviously, like no one's pull is that great, but like if we can get them to be able to squat, then they're going to be. And not, I'm obviously not like to where they're putting themselves in like injuries way. Like I don't want them to pull poorly. I, mean I just am saying like. Like the squat to me developmentally has to happen before the pull. <clears throat> I feel like we're probably one of the only gyms in the United States that I can think of that has a rule of a uh, 400, 400 meter think about it run where if you, <laughs> if you deadlift and your deadlift goes to shit, we just come up to you and we tach, tap you on the shoulder. You got to get up, take off on a yeah. 400 meter run and think about what you were doing. That's a real thing. So, yeah. I mean, that's obviously we value the pull. We value it. And I, and what we tell people all the time that you got to keep your back squat and your deadlift within 10% of each other. Yeah. So, I mean, we want your limbs and your torso to develop together. Yeah. And, and the reason why is because our original campaign with CrossFit football was to go around the world telling people, hey, man, you need to squat at least 300 pounds because there was no real CrossFitters squatting that. 300 pounds? Yeah, they were sl the slackers. Men? They, yeah. And they were pulling over 500. Oh, yeah. So that was but a huge changed. problem. Oh, yeah. yeah, huge problem. But yeah, but they don't, I don't, I still think to date there's not a lot of CrossFitters at the top, the top 50 
that can squat over 450. I would say that it starts well, bottoming no out. There's no need to. If you're, if you're saying like the squat and the pull-up to stay pretty close and then they're cleaning 350. Yeah. There's no need for them. And to they're trying to run a five-minute mile. Yeah. They yeah. got to they gotta pick their battles. Yeah. You know? that you can strong only, enough. <laughs> strong enough for now. Yeah. What do you got here, Mikey? This is uh, Jillian coaching me. Oh. Um, this was a local meet uh, right after surgery. And then I remember uh, specifically... Jillian was really, really good at counting cards. Uh, she's not like she wouldn't say she's the best at numbers, which is really good at English. But man, what? she is like a idiot savant when it comes to counting cards, or or at least communicating that. Um, and then she was also really good at fighting for me at the table. Man, she was she was something special about the table. Yeah, it was a spider monkey. And it was hard. It was hard to get people that wanted to fight on the table, especially when they were trying to figure out like lots, lot spots and stuff like that. Lot numbers. It did get confusing when they started adding lot numbers. Yeah, and they couldn't they couldn't figure that out. And then um, I just remember specifically Jillian. You got in a fight with an old man, like a like an old man, oh, like one of the judges, oh, and like gosh. yelled at the old man. And then and then afterwards, I would ooh, have that been gone. And then and then I yeah, I asked you to go and apologize, and the old man shunned you off. He remember did. that? Didn't even take your fucking apology. Yeah, I mean, I wasn't like rude. I Is was big just will? big will in the background. Yeah, will big will. Man, that's crazy though that. Uh, that that was the the case of you fighting for that 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 was the that was one of the first like American Opens I feel like or nah maybe I feel a little like bit it was down at an Arnold or something yeah but that was that was crazy they were messing up the lot yeah, numbers I'm just coaching Will in the back <laughs> that was another thing you were always like yeah just go coach this person for me I'm like oh he plays in the NFL but okay cool yeah you'll be fine you'll be fine yeah. I'll I'll get there I'll get there <laughs> poor guy but the the thing that I, I definitely, definitely take away from all of that is to let people develop and to actually have hard conversations. And to me, Jillian was probably one of the best coaches that I've ever had in the sense that she was willing to fight for me. And I think that that's what a good coach does. That's what a good wife does. That's what a good, you know, f everything does, right? Yeah, willing to good, fight for you. That's a good way to close the podcast episode. Good job. Really brought it full circle. And it's time to coach the noon class. <laughs> yeah, I love you, baby. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I love you too. All right, I'll talk to you guys later. <laughs>